Howdy, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 128 of Justified Pursuit. Riding shotgun, as always, good counselor Chisholm Cook. I'm annoyed with you. <laughs> Why? Because every time we record, it's one audio meltdown disaster hellhole that I have to deal with from your end of this, the from Volverde, Texas. That I have You're to deal systematically with. upgrading systems in this household. Uh -huh. I fixed the internet. We did not have any issues the other day. That was a, that was the first in like I'd say six months. So that was good. And so I'm between machines at the moment. Mm -hmm. By the next time we record this. I will definitely be on a machine that I can plug my mic back into. Unfortunately, at the moment, I am on a machine I cannot plug my microphone into, so I'm using the computer's microphone. So I beg your forgiveness as well as the forgiveness of our vast listenership. If it's a little echoey, just deal for one one episode. We'll keep it fairly brief. Uh, Next time, yeah. I'll be recording with my wonderful uh, Blue Yeti. Mike, on a, a very serviceable Mac, okay. MacBook uh, Air Pro, whatever that old I one is, um, with an old school USB port, mm -hmm. as opposed to my wife's brand new machine, which she has not yet fully set up for her uh, photography business, which means she's currently using her old Mac and this really fancy MacBook Pro that I just bought her is been sitting closed for 10 days. And it doesn't have new USB ports because, you know, they always have to make new ones so that you always have to buy new stuff. I hate that. Yeah, it uses USB-C, I guess. Sounds super douchey of them, not of you, but of them. Um, Biden fell down on, on stage yesterday. <laughs> did, man. I mean, like splat fell down, not like a trip and not a tripping upstairs somehow, like laid out. It was awesome. And so I said yesterday, we're going to release this next Thursday or well, we're releasing it on this Thursday. We taped this uh, a week ago so that I could get to Canada and we could still release something. So Biden fell down last week and I laughed my ass off. And uh, maybe at some point in time, it was probably disrespectful to laugh at something unfortunate happening to the president of the United States, but I'm past that. I'm over it. I don't care anymore. I think there may still be something disrespectful about laughing at an old person busting his ass, uh, regardless well, more, of more their laughing station, at the people that voted station for him. in life. Yeah. Um, or the sad, pathetic state of the, the supposed leader of the free world. And making he's making an absolute mockery of the president of the United States, the actual office itself. So I'm going to continue to laugh. And I put, posted on Instagram, dude, that people were like, I woke up this morning and looked at it and laughed again. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess the fact that he didn't break a hip means that it's how. okay to laugh about it. It was a hard fall. Yeah, I mean, he really ate it. Yeah. Um, pointed at the uh, supposed sandbag on the stage, which everybody questions whether that was involved in all the involved at all or not no i think he was just you know he points at stuff randomly all the time he was like i know i fell over there what, what, what was that uh do you Including hear that? like people who aren't there yeah. yeah do you hear humming on my end my my son is mowing the yard currently trying to make his five dollars a week i did not that's good <laughs> oh 
That you heard so far. There's your bitch. <clears throat> yeah, she's a female dog, all right. Uh-huh. So uh, Twitter crawfished. I, I sent you a link yesterday to, we're not going to, Matt Walsh had posted that they had a deal with Twitter to run What is a Woman, which we've reviewed on this show. Great. Yeah, and apparently to create a whole like channel on Twitter for the Daily Wire, but yeah, specifically to allow access to that, yeah. For free, because we paid for it at the time to watch it. And then uh, Twitter, you know how Elon hired that that lady from the uh, World Economic Forum to come be the CEO? And Twitter's Klaus's like, female dog? Yeah. <laughs> His female sofa? Uh-huh. So um, they said yesterday, and Matt Walsh was like, Twitter is reneged on this. They're no longer going to show what, what is a woman. And then this morning I wake up and Elon is tweeting, every parent should watch this. <laughs> Twitter's going to stream it for 24 hours for free. I'm like, how, what, what is going on, dude? What do you, what sense do you make of that? Like the crawfish in less than 24 hours on that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Somebody I was listening to said that uh, there's an allegation from a leaker that that Elon was actually in the room when they made the decision to ban it, um, which makes it that much more interesting. Ah, dude, I've made my position on that guy abundantly clear. When you are running the satellite system that provides for the drones that are bombing Russia, uh, you're the deep state. <laughs> so I don't trust Elon any further than I could throw his tubby ass. And by the way, he is tubby. You ever seen that guy without a shirt on? No, I don't know that I want to. Yes. I can tell you this much. If I was worth a quarter of a trillion dollars, uh, I would be freaking shredded. Um, although Bezos is, so maybe it's just a personality thing. Bezos has gotten jacked these days. And you know, Zuckerberg is a like a, a very advanced blue belt in jujitsu who won a tournament the other day. So what? He's still fat. Out some black. I don't think he's fat. Eh, he looks kind of chubby to me. Zuckerberg? Hmm. Let's not give him He'd kick your fucking ass, that's for sure. Excuse me. Oh, whatever. Ass. Bleep that. Bleep. No, I'm he would totally enough. kick your ass. He won a jujitsu tournament the other day. It's on public record that you dropped an F-bomb on the show. Freaking! I'm not editing. Works. I'm not editing. We're going editing free, so don't screw up. Because <clears throat> it Rolling makes more work for me. <laughs> Darn it! Yeah, That's well. the first time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. I've really been bad this week. My tongue has been loose. Hmm. First f bomb on the show in a long time. I really free. sincerely apologize, everybody. I'm not sure it was a clear f. I think freaking is kind of what came out. <laughs> but I think it was like fucking. <laughs> You just keep telling yourself that. You're like the leftist media. If you, if they tell us a lie long enough, we'll believe it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Learning from the best. Yeah. So, okay. So I don't know what to make of that either, but I certainly don't trust Elon. That's, um, yeah. Like you said, maybe he's a lizard. Oh, he's definitely a lizard. <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. So last week we said... Well, we had on the run sheet, we didn't get to it. And this could not be really a time-sensitive thing anyway. But Trump, you had mentioned, is starting to go left. Expand yeah. on that thought. 
Where's that? Oh, man. So uh, just since uh, DeSantis jumped in, well, just uh, but right before he jumped in, last thing I saw was that Trump said he's going to make he's no longer going to allow the children of illegal immigrants born in the United States to become citizens. There's going to be more hoops you have to jump through. Yeah, well, that's stupid. maybe that will deter people from coming here. I that's don't think stupid, it's stupid at uncon- all. It's unconstitutional. The Constitution says that you has a term called natural born citizen, which inherently means a person born in the United States. Are I don't care. Maybe a problem? I don't care. I don't care. You know what? Your parents came here illegally. You, that doesn't make you a legal citizen because there has to be there has to be a breaking point. You don't, I know you don't care about immigration. I do. I'm an American. The only thing that makes you an American is being born an American. Being that's not true. American. That isn't true. That isn't true. You can become. An American or you can be naturalized by going through the immigration process right which is that which they are not doing you just prove my point but the kids so screw them don't make me drop an f-bomb screw that bull cockadookie i don't care he can't do it he can't do it it's unconstitutional it's a stupid promise and all it is doing is enraging people like you it's impossible it didn't it's not me. constitutional. I said, the president oh, does not have that authority. He'll never get it through Congress. And I don't think Congress has that authority. Okay. If you're born well, in the United I States, mean, you're American, period. But don't say it's stupid. It con- what, what's stupid is that that's a law. That's that's idiotic. That's because this found, nation was founded by immigrants, dude. Well, we're about immigrated out. So we can agree to disagree on that. Hmm. It's stupid. It's stupid. You want to come it's here? As, I invite it's you to dumb, come. It's as dumb as talking about you know putting to death people who deal drugs. He makes bombastic. I invite you to come here legally. I invite you. I hope you do. Whatever. Is, Fine. It's unconstitutional. Why, this, is he, this is why he's the most destructive force in the history of the Republican Party or the American conservative movement. Okay. Because he incites anger in people. Nobody's angry here. I said it's idiotic that that's in the Constitution. Like, if your parents came here illegally, I don't really care if you're born here or not. You shouldn't be an American citizen because your parents hijacked the system intentionally. We, there's 330 million people in this country, Chisholm. That, it problem, isn't like it's, it's not the, like it's 1802. The problem is the illegal immigration component. Fix that, that, and you don't have to have this conversation. Uh, I agree, but guess what? Nobody's fixing that. Uh, Nobody's fixing that. There's the problem. So, it's no, nobody's angry. It's if it's if it's unconstitutional. What do you think? What do you what think? What, you, what do you think you legitimately solve? To your point, nobody's fixing the actual problem. So Trump found found finds some magic loophole to make it such that if you're born in this country, you're not automatically an American citizen. What does that do for you? To me, it's them, not about, they're not deport, they're not deporting the people who got here illegally now. It's, it's they're not, not stopping about, them from coming now. I I'm so what you but, just well, gummed up. When the Trump's in office, they're doing it. They're damn sure doing a better job of keeping the border secure. You that why are you rolling your eyes? That's freaking stats. Look at the increased border activity from Biden to Trump. Who Biden invited him. Trump Do you remember like, what the you remember the worst border sur- surge in American history when that happened prior to the Biden administration? It's first twenty four months of Trump. Remember the caravan that came to El Paso? Supposedly tens of thousands of people. Remember the truckloads of people who were being picked up in my my ranch? Remember the guy who blasted through a gate and drove through my ranch and blew his radiator out and got arrested two two miles from our south gate? This stuff has been happening forever. That's what I'm saying. But No, but it's increased exponentially under Biden. Uh, It's not even debatable. 
Like it's up 200%. But what does that have to do with people being born here? It incentivizes the parents to come here illegally to have their kid here. So if you enforce, I don't know, some kind of border regulations have some, dude, it's absurd coming from Africa, a third world country where they, they laugh. They're like, hey, cool. You guys don't even have a border. What, you, how do you have a country without a border? You don't, you know, you know what makes a country a border culture and language. Those things cause national pride. So we don't have any national pride. I don't so, know if you knew that. So, so you're, you're, pre- president, you're, you're president Trump and you take office and you find a magic silver bullet that's going to allow you to do something that violates the constitution i'm not advocating uh, for violating the constitution how's that? I didn't. yeah you are you're no, all I'm not here. no i'm not no i'm not i'm not saying deport them i'm not if it's in the constitution there's nothing you can do so it was a stupid for him to say but that, that that's besides that's the point, point of what i'm talking about now which is again back to the border we don't have one and that's a real I freaking agree. problem i agree but that's a different problem than whether people get citizenship when they're born here or not if you're born here, you're an American. Well, again, that's an idiotic law because we are, we're about full of... There and was again, a law that was made in 1776. Where did, now you get we have your freaking, where did you get your status as an American citizen? I was born here. Bingo. What do you do with the... So, so you pass this magic law tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Does it apply retroactively? No, it no. It replies from now, from then on. Okay. I'm not saying let's round everyone up and deport them. Like the cat's out of the bag, right or wrong, which is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. It's idiotic. I thought we were going to talk about the ways that Trump is moving left. Okay. Anyway. The ways that he's moving into right wing fantasy land. <clears throat> Proceed. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You're not a good Texan or American. Go ahead. We have no national pride. Don't care if we have a secure border. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm like such a leftist. You're not even willing to have a debate. Well, there's nothing to debate. You're like, oh, there's no border. It doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> Kumbaya with all the illegals. So the ways that he's moving left. Um, prior to DeSantis jumping in the race, he started claiming My somehow God. that Andrew Cuomo in New York uh-huh. did a better job. Can you hear the fan? Is that what you're complaining about? No, I was singing Kumbaya. Sorry. He claimed a few weeks ago that Andrew Cuomo and the state of New York did a better job of handling COVID than Florida did. Um, Idiot. Yeah. First of all, by any metric, Florida did just fine with COVID. Mm -hmm. Just fine. Second of all, you couldn't have picked a worse comparative, right? Right. The state that had the highest death rates that was sending sick healthy young people into nursing homes to quarantine and decimating the elderly population. Correct. Uh, people forget about that. Let's, let's, let's reiterate that Andrew Cuomo basically made nursing homes death camps. Yeah. Him and Gretchen Whitmer and a whole bunch of other leftist leftist governors. And I want to reiterate, he wasn't dude. You, I don't remember if we covered this at the time. It wasn't just an, excuse me, an old person caught the virus and stayed. They were using the nursing homes as quarantine stations for young people who caught the virus. Hmm. Like if, you know, a 50 year old who was not in a nursing home caught it, they'd send them to the nursing home and expose the nursing home, the most vulnerable population among us. Right. Um, That was his example to juxtapose against the job Florida did, which is 
nonsensical. He still defends those those atrocious shots that he fast-tracked the development of, um, which is how you know he's in with the lizard camp. Um, Here's Let me ask you this before you proceed any further. When it comes to Election Day 2024 and it's Trump and Biden, what are you going to do with the ballot? It's a ways from now, but I might write in uh, Adam Curry. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and punch Trump like a sane person and not waste my vote. So you're a moron, but yeah, throw your vote away if you want to, because voting third party does so much in America. Idiot. (laughs) The other thing that he's moved left on is abortion. After delivering the Supreme Court that finally struck down one of the uh, most demonic uh, Supreme Court decisions in American history that led to the most demonic practices. Okay. Um, you know, what, what did he say here? I don't even know. It's... Oh, so, so Florida had a 15 week abortion ban in place. And here this past month, they actually reduced it to six weeks. And DeSantis is going to say, Why did it. a red state do that? Reducing it from a 15-week ban to a six-week ban. Oh, sorry. So, oh, so being proactive. Yeah, like, sorry, they, screwed up. yeah they moved it further down. It's a six-week ban. It's basically like a heartbeat ban now is what it is. Right. I don't think they're terming so, it. Okay. A All right. Ban. So, okay, that makes sense. Good job, Florida. That's what I would expect from DeSantis-led Florida. Right. And going back to what you said earlier about the New York to – I mean, all he's doing is – it has nothing to do with Florida. He's just trying to shoot holes in DeSantis' boat. Taking cheap shots. Uh, right. Yeah. He's it's all he's attacking DeSantis, but he's doing he's attacking DeSantis from a left-leaning position set of positions. Yep. That's the point, right? Is and and there are people who have predicted that was going to happen. Again, I was listening to Megan Kelly, I think maybe talking with Victor Davis Hansen. It's like DeSantis has poised himself as the most true blue conservative across the board. So how do you distinguish between the two? Trump is going to and, and Trump needs to be loved, right? He's going to attack back more left-leaning. I'm not saying he's going full-blown leftist, right? Although the New York versus Florida thing is inexcusable. Inexcusable. Why won't Trump just go freedom, Any freedom-loving American who believes in liberty and hates what this government did to us for the last three years should be holding Donald Trump accountable for the vaccines and the lockdowns because he allowed all that hell to be unleashed on us. Period. Full stop. He could have fired Anthony Fauci the day that little twerp started promoting this crap but he didn't and i'm at least 51 percent convinced it's because he's been in on all this crap all along yeah i wish he would wish go he away would go but away. his ego won't let him dude he'll be if he actually was to win i think he no the plan uh, he would be him. the plan won't let him yeah well he's doing his job he's destroying the republican party he's giving He's giving the deep state and the Democrats an excuse to label every single one of us who believes in liberty and the Second Amendment and our First Amendment rights. He's giving them all of the uh, ammo they need to call us right. Okay, all right, all right. I'm no Trump apologist. Like, if it comes down to him and Biden, I'll vote for him, right? I mean, because I'll vote for the lesser of two evils. But you're you're overlooking the fact that we know Trump has given been given the least fair shake of any president in history. Like, yeah, and, and part of it is the dude has a major ego problem. And you can say whatever you want. I'm not saying he's not in on it, blah, blah, blah. But the man has an ego. He has been attacked unfairly, impeached twice, uh, charged for, uh, what was it, sexual only abuse. only one of two possibilities, dude. He feeds all of that. And he either does it because of his lack of discipline or he does it because it's all part of some damn plan, dude. I'm telling you. Well, are you denying that he got, like, has been given... 
He should have won the last election. They stole it from him. They stole it. 100%. I know. Even, even my woke brother admits they stole the election now at this point. So that would piss me off. And if he wins, Do you remember he how will many be the times? first president in history to lose an lose and then come back and win again. Do you remember how much ammunition they gave him to do exactly that? When the whole Russia gate thing started and he stood on a debate stage and he said, please, Putin, if you've got Hillary's emails, let him out there. Like his son taking a meeting in, you know, with a, with a Russian a, attorney who claimed to have dirt on the Clintons. That was a set setup. That was a note. I'm surprised I never hear anything about that. Again, it was either a lack of discipline, not knowing what kind of game he was playing. Or some facets of this were detailed out when he sat with Bill Clinton on a tarmac for three hours, three days before riding down that golden escalator. I always go back to that, dude. I always go back to the fact that he talked with Bill Clinton for hours right before throwing his hat in the ring. And he was a longtime donor to both of them. Yeah. He was in those circles his whole life until he ran. So... You know, when you ever seen, have I ever showed you that picture of Don Lemon, um, Gail King, and Michael freaking Avenatti? Mm. Oh, and, and, and Sean Hannity. That's the most important one. And Sean Hannity all mugging for the camera. Have I ever showed you that? No. But you don't need to. I, mean, I don't need to see a picture. It's fine. It's, uh... Okay. But does that sound strange to you? That I Sean mean, you Hannity could... yeah. is mugging. With Don Lemon and Michael Avenatti and Oprah's best friend in this photograph right here at some party. If it's a big political party, then and everyone's playing nice. I mean, yeah, you can pretend like I I don't like this guy uh, Ben Masters one iota, and we were civil when we saw each other at a. Did y'all do that? No, we didn't take a picture together. Yeah, that's I mean, okay. Do they look like they're faking it? Uh, no, I don't guess so. Well, See know. Don with the camera? Don's the one holding the camera, the camera, the iPhone. Yeah. yeah Don is. Sean Hannity's going way out of his way to make sure he gets his smiley face in there. Mm -hmm. What is that all about? It's hopeless. Business model is simple. It's hopeless. It's hopeless. The business model is simple. Divide and lock eyeballs in through your divisive crap. Feed red meat to the left on one channel, feed red meat to the right on the other channel, and those dickheads that I just showed you make $25 million a year to make us all insane and hate each other. Uh, one correction there. Most of the left isn't eating red meat. So, <laughs> feed, feed kale and celery to the left and feed red meat to the right. Yeah. Right. Um, anything else on Trump going left? I mean, those are two very good examples. Yeah, I mean, the abortion one's probably the biggest. Um, I'm sure he's done a couple of other things, but yeah. I wish he'd go away. Just wish he'd go away, but he's not going to. Um, so we've talked about a brave new world for some time. And we're going to do... Let's talk about a couple of vaccine injuries first. <laughs> oh, okay. And then let's jump to that. So first of all, I had a note to you that um, the plan, the FDA is currently reviewing a new booster. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Sorry. The current boosters are the ones they call the bivalent boosters, which Super. cover multiple strains. Is that the, the OG one? strain? Okay. No, go ahead. Sorry. The OG strain and the Omicron strain, right? Uh -huh. Well, they're currently looking at a new booster 
that would be released in October that would specifically target the Omicron BB2, 12, Niner, R2D2 version. The one that we're all immune to at this point? Right, because it's been circulating for like six, seven, eight months, and it's probably not even currently the primary one, let alone going to be by October. Mm-hmm. They're going to go back to the rifle Are people still catching COVID? I mean, I wouldn't know because I've never just taken one of those stupid Q-tips. And <laughs> I, mean, well, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know that I've run into anyone in the last five, six months. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got COVID. I can't, I can't come. I got COVID. Right. I, that's, that's not a thing. But they're going to still try to sell us boosters. Huh. And, but my point is they're going to be based on what at that point will be a year-old variant. That's what they've it always been doing. won't even exist anymore. Just like the original was not in existence anymore by the time they rolled the first freaking vaccines out, which is why Delta didn't work against it. Or it didn't work against Delta. And then why Omicron didn't work against it, right? There are studies being released every day that you can find on the NIH's website that say that the more of these damn vaccines you have, the more likely you are to catch the disease because it's having a negative efficacy on your immune system, which Anthony Fauci himself predicted before they ever came out with this damn thing, which studies on mRNA technology and ferrets back in like 01 had shown would happen. Yet they're going to roll out a vaccine for a variant that by the time they come out with it won't even exist anymore. And let me guess. Even if it did still exist, we already know because they now admit it. It wouldn't stop you from catching it. It wouldn't stop you from spreading it. All it would stop you from having theoretically is severe reactions to the spike protein, which nobody has anymore unless you've had too many of those shots. But how does CNN collect their money unless they can say brought to you by Pfizer? Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. I need a bell. Um. Genuinely, I mean this. I pray for Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx was filming a movie earlier this year, and the producers of said movie were requiring vaccination. And when the bivalent boosters came out in April, supposedly he was forced to take it against his will. And apparently there is now leaks. This is being reported on MSN.com, MicrosoftNews.com, or the Microsoft Network, whatever it's called. So not like the Daily Wire or, you know, something like that. MSN, Bill Gates's outfit, the dude who owns the mRNA shots, is reporting that within however long, I don't know if they specify the hours, but shortly after being boosted, the dude fell paralyzed and blind. It's not disputed. I was already hearing about this weeks ago. I think it came up on Rogan one time, but they didn't really get too far into it because he didn't, you know, he's friends with Jamie and everything. He has not filmed a second since since April. He's currently getting treated at a facility in Chicago that's for like for like brain and spinal issues. There's you know his daughter's coming out saying, "Oh, this is all BS." He was playing pickleball yesterday. Fifty-five year old jacked and shredded, you know, <laughs> you know, world superstar Jamie Fox is allegedly playing pickleball in a in a brain institute and that's proof that everything's just fine anyway mm. he, he they're saying he fell out paralyzed and blinded and he's still recovering he's still not shooting they're using a body double for him wow. and there he hasn't been seen in public since then and all i'm saying is i pray for his health i genuinely pray for his health because i've always liked jamie fox i think he's one of the most talented human beings in the country like 
the dude sings, the dude dances, the dude plays piano. He went to college as a pianist. He's a fantastic actor. He's also a Texan and a badass yeah. Texan who has gone on podcasts talking about how much fun he's had partying with people waving Trump flags on a lake. And he's like, they're not as bad as everybody wants to make them out to be because he's from, what's that town south of you? Or south of DFW? Terrell? Yeah, he's east from Terrell. Yeah, he's right. east. East, yeah. Um, I've killed a lot so of people. Texan. As a fellow Texan, I think he's a believer. Um, certainly a fellow child of God. I pray for his health. But honestly, if it's got anything to do with that damn shot, I pray he has the balls and the courage to when he finally can, you know, speak publicly again. Mm-hmm. That he has the balls, being that he's sitting on, I'm sure, a couple hundred million dollars to come forward and say, these shots did this to me and this and it was forced on me against my will. Unlike the Buffalo Bills guy. Right. Who, when he went on with Michael Strahan, didn't want to talk about it. And then a month later was blaming it on Comidito Mortis or whatever the hell they What call did it. you say in the pre-show meeting? You could drive an 18-wheeler through that gap? <laughs> through Strahan's teeth? Yeah. yeah he's a <laughs> douchebag, dude. <laughs> he's such a douche. Well, he played for the Giants, so that's one strike. I know, but I respected him back in those days, you know. Um but yeah, I mean, the fact that he was a career New York giant and now does that stupid show and does the bidding of the evil, evil cabal, I, I can't. Yeah. It's no good. But you could definitely, yeah. You could so, at least chip a golf ball through him. <laughs> uh, I predict they're going to try to make kids take these vaccines too. Like, do they have the. Do they have the stomach for the fight of trying to mandate vaccines, these vaccines for kids again? Or do they know that there's, it's just like parents like you and I are like, no, we're not doing that. Even in, I don't even think they could do it in blue states. I think even those parents would be like, nah, we're good. Well, they already have. Remember, California had to lay down a sword. Yeah. California was trying. So, so do you, what I'm saying is, do you think they would try to bring that back to the forefront? And it might not be here. But in five years, you know, because they're predicting the next pandemic already. I don't think they've, I don't think they foresaw the reaction in the firestorm and the unholy hell that was brought to them by parents for all of this stuff. I think they, I really do think they thought they'd be able to walk over conservatives a little easier than they have. I don't think, I mean, in here, in Target and Bud Light are two great examples of, I don't think those companies realized that they'd be $10 billion trending the wrong direction in their stock profile. I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that Zoom school was not something that they had anticipated. I don't think they expected to un, to awaken this sleeping monster of American parents when they saw what these wild-ass leftist unionists teachers were teaching their kids um and they're scrambling now to put the genie back in the bottle and they can't um because parents have the microscope now and they are whereas say five six years ago i don't i think parents just and i'm we just assume kids were going and learning i dropped my kid off at school i was like oh go learn math and history and have a great day i love you very much and i will see you at three o'clock that was my general mentality 
I think most parents felt the same way. No, not anymore. No, we were damn sure invested in what those teachers are saying. Yeah, I mean, we are. But then again, as you detailed, I think an episode or two ago, you know, your community didn't show up to vote and let a couple of leftists end up oh, school, so, school board yeah. council members, right? So uh, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, so great. Obsolete. <laughs> Obsolete vaccines coming at you. I don't know if they'll have the fight. To, I don't. I don't think they will force it on us. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, what they've done is uh, like they've passed some regulations that allow a school district to add the mRNA shots to their vaccine list, right? But they haven't made it like a. The CDC hasn't said it is officially like required. I don't think. I don't know. I'll tell you what would happen is I would just sit, pull my kids out of school and put them in some kind of. Uh, I I would not be teaching them, but they would be going to some, you know co-op homeschool situation with some other families is what they would there's no way my kids will be getting that shot absolutely unequivocally no way in hell anybody at this point that gives their kids those shots i'd forgive you a year ago if you do it now you deserve to be arrested it's my i mean the woke leftists aren't even taking the shots anymore right so yeah but here they come i'm glad they're still spending billions of dollars chasing that dragon uh let's go to the book but first let's get to know aldous huxley okay because i think that's uh understanding who he is and how he could come up with this masterpiece almost 100 years ago that's that blows my mind first of all uh the book was written in 1931 aldous huxley was born in england in 1894 he wrote nearly 50 books Moved to L.A. in 1937, so he'd already written Brave New World by then. Uh, thought of, you know how a lot of authors die and artists die penniless and nobody knows them until, you know, 50 years after they're gone? Yep. It's not, that was not him. He was thought of as one of the foremost intellectuals of his time. He, uh, in, he experimented with mescaline, so was... Yeah, see, I've always known that there was, I'd hear about him in talks about psychedelics and then I'd hear about him in the regard to this book. And I always assumed it was it took a while for me to like realize we we're talking the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was almost completely blind by his teens typed his <laughs> first couple books on a typewriter with by, by feel, uh, did some, some kind of weird exercises and regained his sight later on in life. He, uh, he, br- here's the coolest thing that I learned about him. He briefly taught, at a boarding school in England in 1917. You'll never guess who one of his students was. Has to be Orwell. Eric oh. Blair, a.k.a. George Orwell. Ah, I didn't know George Orwell was a pseudonym, but okay. Yeah, it was his pen name. Yeah, yeah so he actually taught Orwell. Pretty That's cool cool. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then as far as the dude's like beliefs and stuff, we did not powwow on this part, so I did not dive into the biography. I, I feel ashamed. No, you don't need to feel ashamed. I didn't figure you would have. Carry this part. So, uh, Morning. I'm enjoying it. Huxley outlined several major concerns, the difficulties and dangers of world overpopulation, the tendency towards distinctly hierarchical social organization, the crucial importance of evaluating the use of technology in mass societies susceptible to persuasion. That sounds familiar. The tendency to promote modern politicians to a 
naive public as well-marketed commodities. So, okay. There you go. I mean, basically... Nothing new under the sun, huh? What we're living in right now. Yep. 92 years later. Yeah. So, okay. With that background in mind, let's go ahead and start. And we're going to make this a two-parter. There's a lot to dive into on the book, and I know I know that I don't think you've finished it yet, but it doesn't matter. We'll uh, we'll do the same thing next week. We'll do you know 30 minutes on on news, the news cycle, and uh, and then we'll recap the rest of the book. So the setting of the book, I'll let you take that. It's London. Who knows what? what yeah, it's not real clear. I mean, it's got to be futuristic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that unlike 1984, which is set specifically in the time period that the book is named after. Not really any reference to how far in the future, but there's like, you know, flying personal vehicles, like everybody has their own little helicopter. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, London, and then later in New Mexico, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, in a dystopian future where humanity is being engineered in laboratories um into a specified caste system and so it starts in one of those laboratories uh the whole book starts off sort of laying the groundwork for your understanding that um, they're making humans in these massive factory-like settings in places like london and it goes through a lot of detail about the different chemicals and acids and different things that they use to like to groom these embryos to be certain ways when they mature. Mm-hmm. Um, there are alphas. Alphas are the most, uh, I guess, intellectually capable and they're kind of in charge of society. I mean, they're literally like, yeah, it's a class system, right? Engineering a class slash caste system. There are betas who are sort of the workhorses who are a little duller. And then there are beta gamma, delta, gamma and deltas, which are just increasingly dumb and, you know, basically just like straight laborers who have no autonomy. I mean, almost the Delta sounds like the dumbest of all. Well, that, there's Eps- Epsilons too, right? I forgot. Yeah. Which are just uh, strictly workers. They don't, they can't right. even, and, and they program these people to not to realize there's anything else in life. Like if you're an Epsilon, you're just, here's your job. You just do it. Right. And you, you, you are programmed to, to know that you're dumb. Right. But your, your, world is, your world is this role. And that's all the world is, right? And mm-hmm. and alphas would never be seen even talking to an epsilon other than giving them orders and, and this sort of thing. And um, he goes through a bunch of pretty grotesque details about like things that they had learned over the history of the program and things that have gone awry and how they fixed it and you know how they get rid of problems and um, and then so even in in the, like the embryonic stage when these people are being uh, raised in what what did they what wasn't there there was a process they called it uh Bokanovsky's process it turns one egg embryo into 96 human beings so they're all like right. there's that yeah they're basically like kind of egg splitting slash cloning but what did they raise them in it wasn't like we you want to call them a test tube baby but wasn't there something specifically like some kind of vial or something maybe i'm making that up it doesn't uh, matter they had a they had a uh, social predestination room the predestination sends their figures to the fertilizers who give them the embryos they ask for. So these are the people that make the, the test tube babies. Right. Uh, let's let's so do like a even, batch of uh, betas today. Right. Even in that embryonic stage, they're like 
pumping like brainwashing hypnosis like like messages into the room and then as the child grows they rear them and raise them in basically confinement where they're educated up until their age where they're you know released on society to do the task they were engineered to do but they're constantly like constantly brainwashing them with these like hypnotic messages that they then like repeat as mantras throughout their life mm -hmm. um, you know something that maybe comes to mind in that is like uh my body my choice which only applies to killing unborn babies and doesn't apply to whether or not you take an experimental vaccine oddly enough um what else oh, so good here, here's, here's an example of, of the conditioning that they do so deltas they're conditioned by shock and terror to hate books and flowers so they, oh, yeah. so they hate books because they don't want them to learn right and they hate flowers because they don't want them to see beauty in life right not even to see or experience beauty right so what they do is I they take the, they take the, the yeah, yeah they take the i don't know if they were infants or toddlers but they they i, remember, I think they were crawling right they have them on a floor that's like electrified with a bunch of flowers there and they're like right. oh beautiful flowers and they crawl over <laughs> to them and then they shock them yeah right Right. So, yeah. And he brags like as they're, they're giving a tour to somebody right of the facility. And, and it's like, we've become so adept at this, you know, only two or three good shocks. And, you know, the child is crapping its pants and is terrified of flowers for the rest of its existence. It's when, just, and they dive in more and he explains that they want them not just hate flowers, but hate being outside and hate the natural world. So they oh, don't yeah. see any beauty. Right, 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 right. Yeah. in the natural world yeah. that way they're just focused like a laser on their menial job for however many years they exist right so it's very so what's clear here is that and it's like what we're seeing with the leftist the democratic party right now when the president says you know they're all our children no child left behind blah 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 these are state-raised children they're the property of the government yeah you remember at the beginning of this administration he started talking, he had the Department of Education talking about extending like pre-K to like three-year-olds and basically like having state, you know, increasing the education budget and requiring school districts to offer, not just offer, but, you know, they wanted your kid in state school at the age of three. They want it younger and younger because the quicker they can get their hooks into them, the more trans rainbowfied they end up right they don't yeah. and none these of these and, and these people are alphas and they're like controllers right if you compared it to 1984 they'd be members of the party exactly and they right. can read they're allowed to read books and right. you know know the the old ways and and they know shakespeare but they they don't let the the, the test tube babies have anything to do with that Right. even from the alphas like on down to the epsilons only the elite upper crust get to do that um they said and they they talk about the old days M as, much like how you know um oh what's the uh former senator's name who tried to run for president against bush who's now the climate czar john uh, Kerry. Kerry, you know flies around the world on his private jet and when he's asked fighting climate change and when he's asked about it, he's like, well, I have to do this because I'm the one that has to let everybody know what kind of trouble we're in. Right. Yeah. right. Or Leo DiCaprio, same thing. So they all go to these state conditioning centers, all the kids from 
you know, every cast, uh, where they are conditioned one form or another, um, kids conditioned to have, Oh dude, this was, this was the, so they go into this and what he's doing is he's walking students around the conditioning center, which is this huge, right? Like new young alphas who will be taking on those jobs basically. Right. Uh And he's explaining it to him. And so, they walk into this other area where it's just naked, naked toddlers to, you know, I don't know if it was up to teenage, but just naked kids running around. And he's like, this is the erotic play area where it's right. like they encourage these kids to fondle each other. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks, dude. Dude. It's what is any different than that drag queen story hour? It's not or taking kids not to a, to a family friendly drag show. Yes. You're this not actually touching which. Yeah, this and Soma, which we will talk about at a, you know at some point later, couldn't I think are probably the most on point in terms of what modern society is up to. Yeah, they and it, and it's a theme throughout the book, right? This like one of the main themes is like um, any kind of discipline over your behavior is bad, mm-hmm. right? The whole premise of this society is indulge everything. Just give yourself into sexual based desires. Give yourselves into drug consumption. Um, in there, there's a phrase. Do you have it marked where you, where they're like uh, uh, they have all these mantras that have been brainwashed into them? But it's like abstinence is. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, they have, yeah. Have, yeah, they have different. There's some there's some brainwashed phrase about how like not having sex is a bad thing. They also right. have orgy porgy when they have group sex as adults. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. they're they're grooming these kids at the very very young, like as soon as they're able, they're encouraging them to just fool around with each other, right? And mm-hmm. um, and if they won't, they get punished for not doing it. And yeah. they're specifically very interestingly grooming the women to just be promiscuous whores, uh, which I found interesting because that's basically what the feminist movement was. Modern, there are a lot of feminists who realize now that, you know, embracing sex work and embracing porn and somehow claiming that was like women's rights was the most destructive, misogynistic thing that could have ever happened to women, right? Because they basically have just made in the, in the desire for female equality, they've just like gutted women of, of, you know, a sense of self. They've just made them play things for men. Men just expect in big modern cities that a woman's just going to put out and a woman feels compelled to do so no matter how much her base instincts tell her no you're not supposed to do that i want a mate i want a mate who can take care of me and help take care of a family no you're just supposed to give it up and if you don't you're a prude you're an old old you know stuck in your old ways prude and so then you know, then they get drunk to help them just give it up and then they end up in a hopeless cycle of addiction and horrory so Let's back it up to the examples from the book of the childlike erotic play. So the director is taking these alpha students through and showing them the, the erotic play area. The nurse brings this little boy. He's, she has this little boy who seems like depressed. And the director's like, oh, what's wrong? And she answered, oh, nothing. It's just that this, this little boy seems rather reluctant to join in the ordinary erotic play. I noticed it once or twice before and now again today. What I'm going, and then he's talking to his his uh, students here, and he says, "What I'm going to tell you now may sound incredible, but then when you're not accustomed to history, most facts about the past do sound incredible." 
for a long period before the time of R. Ford, which Ford, I guess Ford is like the, the founder of this society. I'm assuming he's dead at this point, like must have died a long time ago. But right. he's like I he's like know. big brother from 84. He, he's like, mm-hmm. right, you know, he's he's like Mao or Stalin or Marx himself, basically. Did you notice speaking of not to derail where you're going? Did you notice how all the names are like there's a Stalin, there's a Lenin, there's a Marx like, yeah, the lead character, the girl's name these. is Lenina. Right. Lenina. Yeah. yeah. Lenina. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, there's a bunch of them. It, yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. Some of them are more obscure, but there a lot of the characters are named after communist authoritarians. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. So, okay. So they took that boy to see the, uh, the nurse said, I'm, I'm taking this boy to see the assistant superintendent of psychology just to see if there's anything abnormal because that boy didn't want to participate in the erotic group play among children. So then the director's telling his students, he said, yeah, for a long time before the period of our Ford, even with some generations afterwards, erotic play between children had been regarded as abnormal. There was a roar of laughter in response. And not only abnormal, actually immoral. No, they said, and therefore it had been rigor- rigorously suppressed. Yeah. yeah. They, think it's inc- they think it's incredible that not that long ago it was frowned upon for kids to touch each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like upside down world and again, what feels what, when, when have we ever lived in a more upside down world, right? Yeah. Oh, here, I have this quote. I have it right here. Um, it says... Uh, Everyone belongs to everyone. And that made me think exactly. I, have, I even had it right here. Biden, they're all our children. Yep. All yep. our nation's children. Yep. Yeah. Everyone belongs to everyone. Everyone belongs to everyone. Monogamy, discouraged, pretty much seemed more like forbidden. Like if a girl wanted a boy or a boy wanted a girl, they just had sex. And then took some Soma. Right. Or vice versa. It was... um very clear it was like an instant gratification society right because, because yeah exactly uh, Lena yeah. didn't like the fact that she had to wait four weeks to have sex with one boy that she liked right so um let's see what other notes i have here from the first part of this book kill god right so there's no god <laughs> They actually make sure that 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 God is obsolete. Oh, actually, they don't even know that God existed because the head the head controller has a Bible in his safe, but no one ever is allowed to read it other than him. He and and it's later on in the book, but he actually said he believes there is a God, but that that's too difficult for society to understand. So it's easier just to go along without God being present. So if you kill God and kill religion. Oh yeah, crosses became T's. Um, let's see. What else did you have here? I'm trying to find some of these quotes that I've been I didn't uh didn't go with the hard copy. Uh I listened. So I don't have uh, to me it seems like one of the ones that it's kind of a little bit of a backtrack, but getting back to your thing about the the nature. A quote from a brave new world: "A love of nature keeps no factories busy." There you go. This was something that I think happens pretty early on in the book. 
but they basically explain how like um, you're not it, it's 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 groomed out of you to fix things. Your clothes, you're not supposed to sew a button on. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to fix or repair anything. The phrase, the mantra that they brainwash people with is ending is better than mending. Because again, that's that's how the bigs make their money, right? Is just throw it away. Don't don't yeah. rely on yourself to correct it. And how how true is that in modern society that we just we just throw everything away, right? That I'm yeah. guilty of myself. I mean, certainly done it, right? One of the other main characters was named Bernard Marx. Marx. Right. I knew there was a Marx. Yep. Yeah. And so he's and like he was the boss one, of the, the main no, he's character. Not, no, no, he's not a he's not a boss. He isn't he's an alpha, but he was they, they say here's this is funny. They say that he was an alpha, but somehow his vial got mixed up. He's, he should have been like a beta or a gamma because right. he was shorter. So all the alphas are are they're scientifically built, manipulated to be, you know, the dudes are six feet tall and have good genetics and he was like you know five seven or something right and they were like this yep. guy shouldn't be an alpha right uh, so he was kind of bitter at the world because the women didn't want to have sex with him as readily as the other dudes who they would just be like yeah i'll have sex with you um but it says it says the alphas were actually the most conditioned out of all because they had to they had to condition them to look down on all the other cast right from their perch and they had uh, alphas are so conditioned that they have to be infantile in their emotional behavior. So I guess if you're the upper crust, they don't. And, and I guess genetically, they are the smartest, best looking. They are the most infantile because they don't want them bucking against the system. So they're the most conditioned. I guess because possibly they'd be the biggest threat because of their right. For intellectual sure. superiority. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's why they need all the soma. Mm. Uh, how about this? You can't consume much if you sit still and read books. Can't consume you knowledge. Can't consume. No, no, no stuff. Right. No. Same, same thing about ending is uh, mending is better than ending. Ending is better than mending. Right. Like, just like in 1984, a lot of this is just aimed at like. Well, in 1984, it's more like here's your ration, but in this book, it's more like just go buy stuff. You'll be fine. How Amazon, right? And the American version of of fascist capitalism that we seem to have now. It's it's just spend the money and give it all to the rich, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to do you want to stop here with just this being the kind of laying the groundwork and then go to New Mexico and because there are still savages in the world. There are un yeah, yeah, we definitely don't want to jump civilized. That's, that's like the second act, as far as I'm concerned. Societies where they still have, and this is important to point out. Like, dude, they don't. They laugh at the word mother and father. Like, it's like uh, a whole. It's horrific to them. Oh yeah, that someone would be burdened. A mother would be burdened with a child, or that later on in life, a child would be burdened with elderly parents. They think it's ridiculous. Because they, nobody has family. And later on in the book, you'll, you'll see that when someone dies, nobody goes to their bedside because nobody cares. You don't die around your friends and family. You just go and die. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, 
It's so dark, man. But they, but Bernard actually goes to and and Lenina go to a uh, a group orgy. Yeah, where they they chant and do all kinds of weird stuff. Then they all take the drug, the soma drug, and then they just have a big old orgy. And they, I think they do it like every quarter. It's like prescribed orgy therapy. Right. Yeah. Prescri- prescription orgies. Do whatever you want when you want. Which is exactly what this what this society is trending towards. Yeah, well, and you got to look at the sex aspect of this, uh, you know, in the context of pop culture and society and the porn that is readily accessible to everybody all the time right now, right? It's, there's no, there's nothing that is undermining manhood in particular in American society than porn on these things, right? Mm -hmm. It is the ultimate SOMA. You know, why go out and get some, work for it, when you get this and this, right? Just debase yourself. Take care of it. You'll be, you'll be lazy, lazier and less of a threat, right? Mm-hmm. There, I'm looking at these quotes as you're talking, and one of them, I'll find it again, but it was basically like, like uh, uh, people who are entertained cannot become revolutionary. No. They're content, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one other guy to mention who this guy was a like an alpha, but he did start to wonder about outside things, and he was a writer, so he actually wrote stuff for the government, and it, I think he wrote for the the propaganda newspaper, but it taught him somehow he realized there's got to be more, and his the guy's name is Hemholtz Watson. He was friends with Bernard Marx and kind of like he had, dude, he had gotten tired of having sex with the girls wanted to all have sex with him. And he was just like, he's over it. There's gotta be something more to life than this. So people like him, they, they end up and we'll talk about it in the next episode, but they're not long for that society. Yeah. The threat. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's like it's like thought crime in 1984, right? As soon as you've shown that you're not just content with the program, then then you are right. You are a threat. Yeah, people were ready to have even their appetites controlled. Then anything for a quiet life. We've gone on controlling ever since. It hasn't been very good for truth, of course, but it's been very good for happiness. <laughs> The world's stable now. People are happy. They get what they want, and they never want what they can't get. Hmm. His conditioning oh. laid down rails along which he's got to run. Whew. So, oh, here, I said earlier, I just had this note written down, but I didn't expand on it. And what I was saying, uh, the crosses became T. So once upon a time, there was a thing called God. All the crosses had their tops cut and became T's. Therefore, we got rid of God. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few things like that, right? Like old symbols that were still around that they just sort of like mutated into something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. So where are you so far in the book? Have you you've got, got New Mexico? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm in New Mexico. I'm in oh uh, well, the gal that uh, I think it's a gal, right? That had gone on a visit and then stayed. It's Lenina and oh yeah, so Lenina and Bernard Marx go on this trip. Yeah, right. But they yeah. they come across someone who had been on the outside, like them, who had come gone for vacation. The, they call it they, right, you know stay. they go on holiday or whatever. Right. And it's weird to me that they would let them go see these savages on, on some level. But right. I think that, but they were so conditioned to look at the savages as subhuman that I guess they really didn't concern themselves with it. But yes, there was a, there was a, a once alpha who had, so all of the women are on birth control, some kind of birth control. And yeah, well, babies, the people who are born in the test tube are only, Babies are only, are only made in the factory, right? Like, yeah, they're, it's presumably, wouldn't it something that would have just been like, like cut out of them through that process? Like, I don't know. Somehow they're, no, they're, they're, because the girl that you're talking about. So that's right. She has kids. Find right. out later right. that one of the controllers had gone to New Mexico some 20 years earlier with, with right. a date with a girl. And that she, they spent the night, they got lost in the wilderness. And so they spent the night and then she disappeared and he couldn't find her. And he, so he, he left, he went back to London and then Bernard and uh, Lenina go there and then, and they find like this uh, half, half white, half savage kid. And then the mom who's talking about the way things were in this other society and realized that was the lady that had gotten lost and had somehow had it conceived this child with that other controller. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So something was keeping it. Yeah. 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 Well, no more about that part. We'll uh, ruin all the spoilers. I will finish it before our next. And I also, I do have a hard copy of it. So I will do a little quick reskim and try to find some of the quotes that I was thinking about. Uh, it's cre creepy. He has this one quote about how like words are like x-rays that can pierce through you. Mm -hmm that resonates to me because it's like really well phrased like just like lightning bolt words or like rifle shot words I always just marvel at but and there's also something biblical about it right like in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God right like yeah God spoke existence into spoke the universe into existence right just with word with word let there be right yeah both both orwell and i guess not surprisingly since orwell was a huxley student they really lean on that of course they're men of words but like that's a theme underlying the whole book and it, and we have talked about it from the point of this marxist revolution that we're living through right it's all about the control of words there's no such thing as men and women anymore we're going to make up something called cisgender. And if you're cisgender, then you are an oppressor. Um, cisgender. Example. Uh, marriage, the definition of marriage that's existed throughout the entirety of human, of, of, of human existence. We can't just have a civil union between people of the same sex. We have to be allowed to call it marriage. You must let us call it marriage or you're an oppressive bigot. Even though... That's def clearly not the definition of marriage. I don't care if they have a civil union, but how about we have a definition of marriage, right? Nope, can't have that. We have to control your words. Racism, 
racism no longer means racism. Yeah. In fact, I want. I, I listened to something the other day. We, we've we've read we, we've discussed the new definition of racism, right? Mm-hmm. It's called being it uses, a conservative. It you. <laughs> The definition of racism now uses the word racism uh, three times in the definition, which is not how definitions work. Right. And they're actually supposed to explain the word, not regurgitate the same word throughout the definition, the root word. That's, that doesn't make any sense. Did you know that there's a, a building in, let's see, I don't know where it is, but this is an article. So when Aldous Huxley wrote this, I wonder how soon he really thought it would be before we had artificially grown humans. This is uh, in Berlin. A biotechnologist in Germany is developing the world's first artificial womb facility and lets you choose babies' characteristics from a menu. Ectolife, able to grow 30,000 babies a year, is said to be based on over 50 years of groundbreaking scientific research. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I've seen that. It's terrifying. According so, to the oh, this, good, this oh, good. They're they're in with the World Health Organization, Chisholm, and their quote is: "Around three hundred thousand women die from pregnancy complications. Ectolife artificial womb is designed to alleviate human suffering and reduce the chances of C-sections." This is sickening. <sighs> yeah. Ah. Wow, dude. <laughs> This is, this is I guarantee the book. everything he's working on is is being is is being everything he wrote is being worked on on some level. Yeah. Yes, there's no doubt about that. According to Ibram X. Kendi, racism is a marriage of racist policies and racist ideas that produces and normalizes racial inequities. Hmm. It's a great definition, right? Yeah. What does that mean, sir? Mumbo jumbo. All means it's all it is. I don't know what to make of it, dude. I don't know. I did enjoy this book though, and I'm looking forward to uh getting into the second half of it coming up next week. It's beyond well beyond halfway once they get to that stage of the New Mexico part, right? It's about halfway, yeah. About half. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have like three to four hours of listening left to do, so I will grind that out. The only problem with that is, like you said, you can't, which is why I'm not. But look at these notes in here. I can only take so much of it, dude. It's dark. It's dark, man. It's but yes, I, again, I will go through a hard copy. We've got about two weeks before we'll record again. So I'll go through the hard copy that I have on the shelf over there. I'll make some notes. Hmm. I'll come with Just so everyone understands, we're, we don't really have two weeks. This is dropping on Thursday. We'll be recording again in like four days. So sorry for the confusion there. From the point of this recording, but right yeah. of the of the of the episode, if you from the point at which you're listening to it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right, leave us a review, five yeah. stars only. So there, you, there's a uh, a very, uh, I would say, <sighs> scathing. It's not scathing. I don't. It's. Would you say that it's depressing? Introduction to a brave new world. <laughs> Uh, no more so than, no more so than the book is let's make sure when we come back 
to not just sort of like recap some of the, the specifics in the book, but let's think about and like stress like these sort of themes and how they relate to what we're experiencing now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, think we I think we did. I just think I think it would help if you had some notes to go off of. You know, like I like I'm a scholar. Look at look at this. This look at this. I mean, there's there's freaking there's yeah. notes. On. Spent 60 hours on airplanes to go on a safari for the fifth time in a row. So good for you. That was my sixth safari. Excuse me. Yeah. Play a little Vivaldi there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do a little uh, more Brave New World next week. That's going to do it for this episode, episode 128 for Chisholm Cook. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in, and y'all read A Brave New World. It gets darker. <laughs> gross. Yeah. You know what? It's only gross because it it reflects what we're living in today. Yeah, would, I'm sure. If someone when... read this in, in 1960, they would have been like, oh, that's interesting. Where did this guy come people... up with this stuff? Think about all the people that read 1984 in high school and didn't make a hill of beans to them, dude. I've talked to people. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a kid and you're assigned 1984 and you haven't seen, nobody's taught you what you're given that book and nobody's teaching you what socialism is because all of our education system has been what they call red, red washed. Mm-hmm. They've scrubbed out what, you know, Mao did so much so that you've got leftists all over this country that are celebrating Mao. Now, those ones probably know what he did and they're down with it because they want to kill us they want to kill us that's the god's honest truth Mm -hmm. patrice colors would be perfectly happy to kill us marxist psycho all right i promise chisholm won't say any f words next week Get up and take a chance She's right there waiting on you To do a cowboy